What's up, you spooky, spooky cats? It is October 31st, midnight. That means it is Halloween, and I, Michael, the host of your favorite podcast about design and user experience, am fresh from an analog weekend, the weekend without any electricity. I stayed in a ramshackle, single-room cabin with no windows, no electricity, and I tried my best to put together this uh, series that I think would have been kind of funny for our Monday Halloween episode about dark patterns where I had a bunch of guests um, read in sort of overly dramatic tones their worst web uh, experiences. I was going to put this against um, creepy background music, open source, Creative Commons Halloween music, women shrieking, vampires laughing, Um, but alas, uh, it turns out that the three or four hours free time one has left on a Sunday evening after uh, driving back seven hours, you just don't want to do any kind of editing. So instead... I am going to open up the vault. We are going to turn back time 10, nay, 12 years to 2004 when I, Michael, the host of your favorite podcast about designing user experience, was a punk rocker, the lead singer for a band called The Coffinettes. Mick Mercer, a um, kind of a goth indie punk reviewer um, journalist, uh, once called interesting, and someone on the old Coffinet SoundClick page described as newly emerging death rock. This was in 2004, composed of Michael Schofield and get this, <laughs> Danny Dead Sims. Their loyalty to originality definitely create about them a watchable quality. One review stated, quote, They're a new death rock act that sounds as old school as the old school itself. <laughs> the band sound, sounds like they were playing a show and Roz Williams said, Let there be death rock. So there was death rock and it was good. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. 
So the Confidants were a local Michigan punk band that played around but never really released anything of any professional quality, but got some good local vibe and reviews and some of the crap that we put out ended up in little compilation albums and um, stuff like that. So, um... I don't know. It's, uh, it's one of those super scene things that, in hindsight, um, <laughs> uh, seems uh, unnecessarily particular. Wikipedia says Death Rock first emerged in the United States in the late 70s as a darker offshoot of the pre-existing punk rock and the emerging hardcore LA music scene. The most active and best documented Death Rock music scene was in Los Angeles, which centered on the bands like The Flesh Eaters, awesome, Community of K, 45 Grave, awesome, uh, Dyna Cancer, um, they, uh, you might not know 45 Grave off the top of your head, but um, if you've ever seen Return of the Living Dead, um, the kind of like the main anthem, Do You Wanna Party? That's, uh, that's 45 Grave. Um, Christian Death, uh, that's Roz Williams. Um, Gun Club, Super Heroines, uh, Pompeii 99, Voodoo Church. Um, blah blah blah. Other Western cities in the United States also had bands which would later be described as death rock, such as uh, Theater of Ice, um, Mighty Sphincter in Phoenix, Arizona, and Your Funeral in Denver, Colorado. The early post-punk death rock bands were not immediately identified as part of the new subgenre of punk. The term "quote death rock" was first used in the '50s to describe a thematically related genre of rock and roll which began in 1958 with Jody Reynolds and The Sleep and ended in 1964 with J. Frank Wilson's Last Kiss. There were four members. There were me, um, my friend, and now also serendipitously programmer, um, uh, Danny Sims, Dan Sims. No one ever called him Danny except <laughs> just for um, the band. Then Steve Ritter, uh, 
with the name like Steve Rotter. He was a really cool guy, um, and he was in a um, kind of like a solo project band um, called uh, the Graveyard Bats. And Dan and I were in kind of like a, a misfit style punk band called. Uh, you ready? Sex, Death, and Starshine. That's right. Sex, Death, and Starshine. And our drummer was it kind of rotated. We had a couple of different drummers, but our drummer turned out to be um, Steve's younger brother, Micah. Um, so that's kind of uh, what uh, the Coffinettes were. We were um, a death rock band. Um, I had a mohawk that at its height got like almost about like a foot tall but specifically like in death rock there's something called like like a death hawk right um it's also corny talking about this but um it's a mohawk that doesn't start all the way back down at the base of your skull where you might think but maybe like um i don't know up toward the top you might even like or like a half hawk or something like that and anyway it comes forward and down I'm making hand motions, you can't see it, but down in front of your face, like, you know, maybe in, like, a fan, um, if you've, into something kind of like a, um, a, a devil lock, which is what the misfits kind of wore, they didn't really have, like, hawks or whatever, but they had, like, this long, um, piece of hair that would come down and sort of like bisect their face, come right down the middle, like Glenn Danzig and Jerry Only, and they, these guys really made it, um, a thing. Um, I also had, um, so the rest of my head was shaved, but I also had like side locks, so like to be differentiated from side burns, um, these were that, they were the part of hair that start where the sideburn starts. Um, but I just let that part just grow out like a few inches and the rest, you know, I was just clean shaven. And so like, I would like kind of like, um, hairspray that down. Um, and multiple piercings and, you know, my, my awesome, uh, leather jacket with a scully, um, basically, uh, <laughs> the upper half of a, a skull with, um, dreadlocks on the back of it, painted on it, um, I still have the leather jacket, and it's, like, all chipped all to hell. I can't fit into it. It makes me really sad. Um, and I, for for shows, I had, I had some, like, I had some performance pants. Um, these were um, women's uh, size 8 or 9, um, kind of uh, <laughs> glitter camouflage pants. They're also bell bottoms. We had a super good time, and while we were objectively good, not to offend an entire genre of music, but the upshot of death rock or post punk was that you could have a pretty good riff, and even if you didn't know what to do with it after you played it a few times, you could just kind of endlessly repeat it. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's not like there was such a crazy high standard to meet.
in the end, we ended up being kind of dicks to each other. And before we had the opportunity to really make up and shake hands, life sort of took us in our different ways. Steve ended up going to Baltimore. He got married. I was in the middle of college and, you know, I found it increasingly difficult to get back and forth. Um, Danny, Dan was going to a different school. Um, and so we didn't so much ever break up as just sort of a um, wither on the vine. I still talk to Dan. He and I are um, Facebook buddies. You know, he and I went to high school together. Um, and we're good friends, and he's a programmer, um, and I too, but I lost touch with Steve, and, you know, I think about him every so often, I think maybe, uh, you know, it's not my business to air this part publicly, but, you know, I feel like maybe, like, the, we were just a little cruel, and, well, you know, I feel bad about it. Every year when Halloween comes around, I think about my favorite Halloweens, and those were hands down with my friends Dan, Steve, and Micah, and the Coffinettes being really cool goth kids, and um, I'll never forget it.
dad shooting up the dad dad so happy halloween everybody thank you for joining me on my trip down memory lane next week it is back to normal lots of design lots of user experience i have a big um experiment that i am going to run over the course of about 10 episodes i should announce that at about um oh episode 50 or episode 51 until then eat a lot of candy bye Yeah.